1: Arches and Halos, professional brow grooming. Be bold, be you. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you peace of mind security. Because if it's connected, it's protected. Yeah, even your robot vacuum. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFY.
2: Listeners, if you're in the market for the ultimate period underwear, that's also adorable for all sorts of body shapes and sizes then you need to head on over to DearKate's.com
3: That's right, Dear Kate might ring a bell because Kristen and I talked to their fierce lady engineer founder, Julie Siegel She leads up an all-lady team that creates
2: super cute and comfortable underwear just for you So head on over to DearKates.com and Stuff Mom Never Told You listeners, you can get 25% off your first time order with the code MOMSTUFF, valid through the end of August. So head over to DearKates.com today. Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Caroline. And Caroline, I don't know if in the history of stuff mom never told you, we have gotten so many requests for a particular episode at one time as we did with Dad Bods. Yeah, it's hilarious. And I I gotta say like I love you people
3: for turning to us. I I, like picture our listeners like looking at the internet and being like, uh and then looking over at you and me like uh can you can you
2: to explain this one. And then also thinking, why are they in my living room? Yeah, and, and us just waving yeah. awkwardly. Eating some of your you know, chicken salad. Chicken salad and chips. Because we're working on our own dad bods. Yeah. P.S. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is Father's Day week here in Stuff Mom Never Told You Land, and we couldn't not talk about the dad bod. Because by now, by the time this is coming to your ears, dad bod has probably died down. It is probably, we we probably reached peak dad bod on the internet. The internet wore itself out, like, very quickly, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what this dad bod thing is and means, and then it, you know, kind of ebbed. So I have a feeling that when this episode comes out, because when we're recording this, dad bod craze is still in full force, but I have a feeling that... It will be not. We'll be revisiting a topic because when we're recording this podcast, just to be honest with you, to be transparent with the audience, Dad Bod Craze is still at fever pitch. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if by the time Father's Day rolls around, IRL, if it'll be old news. Yeah, I mean the internet's kind of like a dog
3: with a bone with this dad bod
2: thing, uh, just
3: uh, shaking it around. Like yes. really excited about the dad bod, both positively excited and negatively excited about dad bod. And uh, it's so funny. I mean, there's so many like amazing little pop cultural layers to this one, and not only in terms of what is dad bod and what does liking it mean, but also. What does it say about the people who like it or who hate it or what does it say about women? And there's just so many things with dad bod.
2: Yeah. And that is exemplified in a Facebook request that we got from listener Gregory asking us to do this podcast. Cause he says, While I recognize the blatant unfairness that women are pressured to lose that baby fat and hide their stretch marks after a child, I can't help but think, isn't any form of body positivity a good thing? And so that's another, that's a question to ask of, well, is dad bod just, is it a form of body positivity? Or is it, as some people say, just a different kind of sexism? Or privilege. Or privilege. Yeah. Or... Um, just frat boys having a good time because that's kind of the hilarious thing about dad bod is that it it started with frat boys. Yeah, uh, it's it's Clemson University
3: student Mackenzie Pearson who really sort of it all exploded around her and around a column she wrote for the Odyssey uh, talking about why women or or girls love the dad bod. But she was hardly the first to talk about it. The first two people on that college website to talk about it were frat guys who were excited that the softer look
2: was uh, in. Yeah, I mean, and and Pearson talks herself about how the dad bod is nothing new among kids these days. Mm -hmm. People have been talking about the dad bod for a while, and... And it wasn't surprising to find out that this has roots in fraternity culture because it seems like a real-world reflection of the rise of stoner bro culture with Jason Siegel, workaholics, Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. all of those guys who are beloved not only in spite of but because of
3: their lovable bodies. But not Zac Efron in that one movie with Seth Rogen.
2: That's true. Where he does not look like a dad bod. No. He looks like a Zac Efron bod. Yeah, Zac Efron does not have a dad bod. He has a rad bod, some might say.
3: Well, but, okay, so we need to at least tell the people what dad bod is supposed to be. Yes. Because for those of you who have managed to avoid the online tumult of of the dad bod craze, uh, Pearson defines it as... Uh, I go to the gym occasionally, but I also drink heavily on the weekends and enjoy eating eight slices of pizza at a time. She says it's not an overweight guy, but it isn't one with washboard abs either. So
2: it's just it's just a person, really. It's a person. But I think that last part about it's not an overweight guy, but it's not one with washboard abs is important to keep in mind, because as Pearson notes, Dad Bob still works out. He still exercises. It's just that when he's not exercising, he's not exactly eating super great or, like, watching. He's not drinking Michelob Ultra for crying out loud. He's doing PBR keg stands, possibly. Um, so this explodes. Pearson gets all of this attention, and Amanda Hess over at Slate Interviews her to find out, okay, Mackenzie Pearson, <laughs> enlighten us old 30-year-olds about dad bod. And she notes that a friend pointed it out to her... On campus. And I really do enjoy her description of it, of how her friend and she would be walking around and her friend would whisper, that's a dad bot. That's a dad bot. That's a dad bot. Yeah.
3: And I want to know. I want to meet this friend. Like, okay, like I don't need to hear any more from Mackenzie. Like we need to we need to find this friend
2: and be like, girl, what is the deal? Okay, you know who that friend is, by the way, you know, to call myself a 30 year old. Uh, did you ever watch The O.C.? Because no. her friend is definitely low. And from the three fans of The O.C. who are listening, I hope <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Because her friend strikes me, and I know this is a complete tangent, but her friend strikes me as a type of girl who knows, like, everything. And she kind of controls all of the social levers. And she already has the lingo before everybody else has the lingo. And she categorizes people in these certain kinds of could, ways. Could this, since I've never seen The O.C., could this also be Shoshana from Girls? Or not? Not even. She's a little more self-possessed than Shoshana. Okay. She's not quite as... She is as pop-culturally aware and invested as Shoshana, mm-hmm. but is has a little more... Autonomy and social authority. Okay. But uh, Mackenzie Pearson, I, I really wish you were listening to this right now so that you could let us know whether or not my uh, very detailed fantasy of <laughs> this friend is correct at all. <laughs> well, yeah.
3: She, uh, Pearson also tells Hess uh, that she figures that about half of uh, modern day 19 year olds would have already been familiar with
2: the concept of the dad bod before her column went totally viral. Yeah, I mean, this whole dad bod thing has to be laughable to anyone under 22 because it's an example of the olds (laughs) catching on to something and being like, oh,
4: let's analyze it.
2: Yeah, and that's what happened. I
3: mean, it is people our age and up who, like, latched onto it and were like, we're going to
2: pull this apart and examine this. What does it say about society? And she cites Hollywood examples of dad bods like Chris Pratt Mm -hmm. in his Parks and Rec physique, Mm -hmm. not in his Guardians of the Galaxy super ripped physique. John Mayer, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. <laughs> just imagining him with a dad bod, seeing your body as a wonderland. <laughs> and then also John Hamm. And she said, quote, he has a great one. And the example of John Hamm, I was like, well, doggone, a dad bod. OK, I guess I guess I am attracted to a dad
1: bod. Then.
3: <laughs> Maybe there's a, a small spectrum. Yeah, a small dad bod spectrum. Um, But so Hess asks her a very important question, and that is, so is there a female equivalent? What is the female equivalent to the dad bod? And she's like, well, there's not exactly a word for it. um, But I would say that it's probably a, a girl who's thick with meat on her bones. But she points out. That dad bod is cool. It's a normal, healthy guy. He's still desirable. It doesn't matter that maybe he should work out more or maybe he should eat less pizza. It's still a cool, desirable, like top of the social heap dude. And so in reading that, my conclusion is that, oh, well, okay, there is no pop cultural equivalent, whether it's in media, advertising, whatever, to the dad bod for women. Because there, it's not like there's a lady Jason Siegel. Yes, we have like a Melissa McCarthy or whoever, but she's not a leading lady where Jason Siegel still gets to be the desirable leading man.
2: Yeah, and uh, it was also notable that her description of thick was um, a correction of Hess suggesting that the female equivalent would be quote unquote curvy. And Pearson was like, no, 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 not curvy so much as thick. And, yeah, I think because of, of that lack of readily accessible female equivalents, it ruffled a lot of feathers, this very idea of it. and And before I forget, Caroline, I also want to n- note something about this interview with Amanda Hess in which um, just talking about the categorization of men's types of bodies, which women are familiar with. We all know whether we're pear shaped or we're boxy or, you know, we have a boyish frame or what um, Hess notes that this categorization of male physiques before up until now has primarily been something that you see more in gay culture where you have bears, otters and twinks. And perhaps the dad bod is, you know, seems so revolutionary because, oh, this is now, you know, entering into very, very straight, very white at this point. Cause let's, let's be honest, all of the dad bod examples that I've seen anywhere, all white dudes, um, now it's entering into this space. Yeah. Cause I mean, pretty much when talking about
3: men's bodies, you either have like the ripped model on the cover of men's fitness. Or you have just like a dude. Yeah, just like a,
2: a, a guy bod. Yeah, just a guy bod. A bod that is masculine. <laughs> well, as we noted, Pearson's column that <laughs> took the world by storm inadvertently was focused on why girls love the dad bod. So what does she say are the reasons? Why Why are at least college-age girls particularly drawn to frat boys with a little bit of a punch? Well, partly, uh, she says, the squish, a little bit of squish makes for for better
3: cuddling, gives you something to hold on to. Uh, it also can signal that the guy will be up for eating whatever, whenever, if you want to go to Taco Tuesday or, or uh, Thirsty Thursday, he'll be up for it. He's not busy juicing or whatever. Uh, and it also, she says, lets us get used to the dad bod we'll be looking at 20 years from now, to which I say, honey... Um, nobody looks at 40 the way they did at 20. M- most humans. And so, if, if a human looks one way at 20, like, no, you're not looking at what you're gonna be looking at when
2: he's 40. Well, I think it is also important that we keep in mind that as Pearson herself has said, the article was meant to be read in a lighthearted tone.
3: Yeah, and of course, I mean, I, that's where I, uh, I just have to roll my eyes because I feel like every year we get some sort of like silly college sex column or advice column or whatever. Political column. Right. That's meant to be satire or lighthearted or whatever. And it's just so poorly executed because it's college.
2: You're still figuring it out. You haven't maybe nailed down your, your authorly voice yet. But it apparently made absolutely no difference to every single American media outlet because they have latched on and not let go of dad bod like the dog with the bone. Yeah. Like you said.
3: Yeah. Well, but so there were all these things like, oh, we get to cuddle and snuggle with with his squish. But mostly the reason that girls supposedly love the dad bod According to Pearson, is that being next to a dad bod makes us feel better about ourselves. She says, we don't want a guy that makes us feel insecure about our body. We're insecure enough as it is. We don't need a perfectly sculpted guy standing next to us to make us feel worse. She goes on to say, we want to look skinny. And the bigger the guy, the smaller we feel. And the better we look next to you in a picture. In a
2: picture, um, Which... Of course, that also ruffled some feathers as well. This idea that women are specifically attracted to something that will soothe their insecurities. And she directly responds to that, saying that was totally not the intention of the article. I think of myself as a very secure woman. I'm very proud of my body and who I am. But it is something that my friends have talked about. And like any other girl, I do have insecurities. I don't want a guy to tell me what I can or can't eat. And... Being with someone who is at a more intensive level of fitness and nutrition and body maintenance than you are, just generally speaking, I don't care what your biological, sex, gender, sexual orientation is. Like, if there is that mismatch, it can be a drag. Absolutely. Um, so, So, yeah. So there is a kernel of truth in that. No one wants to be told what they can and can't eat. I'm looking at you, Caroline. <laughs> I know I, you was, know, I need to stop. Caroline's always slapping Sammy's out of my hand. Stop eating that banana. So what happens then when Pearson writes this intended to be tongue in cheek column about the dad bod and makes these statements and then the adult blogosphere goes nuts and goes absolutely Nuts! Yeah, I mean, you you basically have these cheers. I'm
3: sure if leagues of men could lift Mackenzie Pearson up on their shoulders and carry her through the streets in a ticker tape parade, they would have. I mean, you've got uh, MSN reporting on the quote latest trend for the male physique, please. They write the concept was an immediate hit with nicely squishy men everywhere who took to Instagram without delay to show off their
2: less than toned torsos and chunky arms. And that did happen. There were, you know, there was definitely a social media effect of guys being like, "Finally, someone appreciates my belly." Well, yeah, I just think it's funny that, like,
3: the dad bod in Pearson's column, the dad bod is being written as written about as a way to prop up women who are insecure. But people are still rejoicing as if it's permission to be soft. But when have men not had permission to be soft?
2: No, but it's it's also a thing, too, of like the idea is that it soothes women and women's insecurities. And yet the idea of it has only soothed men's insecurities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it kind of backfires a
3: little bit. Well, yeah. And then, of course, you have Peter Holly over at The Washington Post in uh, mid-May who
2: proudly declares, I have a dad bod and here's why women love it. Yet again, we have an example of, quote unquote, satire being not not perfectly executed.
3: Yeah, so he relays his whole experience of not being as successful with women when he was exercising all the time and really in shape. He was like, yeah, you know, they might grab my bicep flirtatiously at the bar, but they weren't going to be my lady friend, my permanent lady friend. Um And he says it wasn't until he softened up, basically, that women were less intimidated by his
2: masculine physique and that he actually scored a girlfriend. Well, an important note too, that he says that when he was working out all the time that the muscles were masking, attempting to mask, at least a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, which is really at work here. Um, he then backs up and says, you know what? Just generally speaking, this is, evolutionary psychology at its best because we all work in offices now. Women are not in mortal danger from lions, so there's no need to be attracted by by big, brutish... Super strong dudes. And, and you could take that a few steps further and say that when it comes to one night stands, hookup situations, women, yes, are going to opt for the super chiseled Zach Efron. But when it comes to settling down, we want a guy who looks like he's not going to be too tempted to stray. So we will marry Seth Rogen. <laughs>
3: well, you know, he does say, I'm fully aware of the double standard. Women are held to a much higher and more unfortunate standard. Um, And he himself, he experienced his own fallout, for sure, from his article, from his column. It's not just Mackenzie Pearson and then the couple of guys at Clemson before her who wrote about dad bod who are experiencing a little bit of blowback. Holly was shocked, shocked, I tell you, by the response to the photos of himself that accompanied his article. He said, there are people that find an average male body offensive. It's a really threatening and uncomfortable feeling. To which I have nothing to say except blank stare, blank stare, blank stare, cricket, chirping noise. Because people are, oh, hello, welcome to the universe where people are very uncomfortable with the average female body as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, he just walked a walked a few feet in our heels. Oh, God. Huh. Hi, my name is Kristen. I recycle gender stereotypes <laughs> as often as possible. But we do have to talk about this bigger issue of body
1: image. And we're going to do that when we come right back from a quick break. This episode is brought to you by China. The China brand provides premium disposable tableware to celebrate moments of togetherness.
0: Yes, and right now that is more important than ever especially when we're all apart. So recently I had a group and we had a a socially distanced barbecue where the host drew out circles and chalk that were six feet apart. And everyone showed up with their own chairs and beverages. And it was really convenient to have disposable products. And we, we just had a, a lovely conversation. Um, it was really fun.
1: Yeah, and I'm, with the disposable products, I know that the China brand provides durable and trusted products, which I have used before that let you enjoy every moment of the get-togethers in traditional or now not. So if you're ready to try some of the delicious food from HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash MomStuff80 and use code MomStuff80 to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. That's
0: HelloFresh.com slash MomStuff80 and use code MomStuff80 to get a total of $80 off and free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details
2: the show we thoroughly established what dad bod is mackenzie pearson's column that outlined why girls are supposedly attracted to it all of the fallout etc etc so let's get a little serious for a moment take it back a few steps and talk about male physique and male body image because the fact of the matter is and what a lot of guys have taken comfort in the article acknowledging is that men have body images as well. They do. Yeah, and so that's why it's weird
3: that this whole dad bod thing has been written about as a trend because like like plenty of women have said in terms of quote-unquote trends about female bodies or feminine bodies, uh can bodies be a trend? I mean, I don't I don't know, but to the CDC says that 40% of men have been overweight since the 1960s and a third are now obese. In other words, the dad bod, or what we're now calling the dad bod, and the people who date or marry or have kids with it are definitely nothing new. But like Kristen said, dudes face their own body image issues also, absolutely. And MSN writes... The positive reaction to this newfound appreciation for curvy men has reminded us all that guys, too, face an at times
2: unrealistic social pressure to be buff and trim. And this led me to a 2012 CNN trend piece on male body image, which was really fascinating to go back and read in the context of all this dad bod male body image talk going on because it focused on how uh, the, the standards for not only male physique, but also male grooming had escalated in recent years. But at the same time, they interviewed uh, like a head editor at Men's Health magazine who said that the ideal, though, is still... And she was speaking more to grooming, but I think this also relates to dad bod. The ideal is still to look good... But not too good. To not look like you're trying. Mm-hmm. Like, if everything is so, like, crisp and in the right place and you don't have, you know, an inch of fat on you, then you're going to look vain to a feminine extent, is mm-hmm. the subtext. Interesting. Which does signal. I mean, even even the fact that it is, there's this concern of, I need to look a certain way, but not too much of a certain way. There seems to be this fine line, perhaps, that men and boys, increasingly, are very conscious of what they see in the mirror. And I think that that, that shouldn't be dismissed. Yeah. So, I mean, the the positive reactions to
3: the dad bod stuff, it, it, it shouldn't be surprising. I mean, there was this article in The Atlantic, which was not dad bod related, but instead male body image related. Um, but they cited a January 2014 study in the Journal of the American Medical Association of Pediatrics that found that nearly 18% of boys are highly concerned about their weight and physique. Most of them wanted to be more muscular. And that these boys were more likely to be depressed and to engage in high-risk behaviors like binge drinking and drug use. They also cited a 2012 study that found that more than a third of middle and high school-aged boys drank protein shakes and powders to get bigger. So obviously body dissatisfaction is an equal opportunity plague, basically.
2: Yeah, and we did an entire podcast a while back on men and anorexia and how treatment for that is can be really hard to come by because it's just assumed that eating disorders are a girl thing, mm-hmm. when in fact, those statistics are on the rise. So the National Eating Disorders Association reported in 2006 that over the past 30 years, the rate of men being dissatisfied with their bodies jumped from 15% to 43%, which is comparable to rates found among women. And if we look just at college guys, which is the prime dad bod demographic in its original sense of the word, in 2011, Nita reported uh, the rate of eating disorders among college guys ranged from four to 10 percent.
3: Yeah. But the thing is, it's still more acceptable culturally, I would say, for guys to be bigger, and flabbier than it is for women. I mean, you've got the whole ugly guy hot wife trope that you and I have talked about on the podcast before. I mean, look at that show King of Queens, which, I mean, has long been canceled by now. But it's the same thing. The big guy with the gut in his UPS uniform and then the hot wife with all of the makeup and the heels and all of that stuff. And so while publicizing a love for dad bods might make some guys breathe a sigh of relief, it's... <laughs> This decision, this like, hooray, we can opt out of this body image hamster wheel. It's still one that's open to guys. It seems like women can't really do
2: the same and then be celebrated for it. And then be celebrated. Uh, Well, other women will celebrate other women. Mm -hmm. In terms of all the body positivity posts you see all over the place on social media, ladies love supporting ladies appreciating their bodies. Most of the time, women do it. Be kind to other women, please. But it seems like, especially in this more heteronormative context that it's when you get the praise from the opposite sex who says you are still desirable Mm -hmm. to a lot of us just the way you are that Mm -hmm. then it becomes a valid choice. So that is probably why Mackenzie Pearson's dad bod article as opposed to the previous dad bod articles that have been written on the Odyssey by dudes Mm -hmm. went so viral because here is a straight girl Saying that other straight girls find these kinds of straight guys super attractive. Yeah. And then MSN,
3: uh, in, in a wistful bit of, uh, philosophizing says, but where will this trend take us? Could the mom bod be the lusted after shape for 2015? Time will tell. And I've got, (laughs) I've got my middle fingers in the air for MSN because No, no, no. There's no such thing as the lusted after mom bod in this context, in the eat all the pizza, drink all the beer like the frat boys context. The mom bod is literally only the bod that produces children in terms of the way
2: we talk about it and think about it and the way that it's acceptable for a woman to be bigger. Well, especially if we're operating from this idea that dad bod serves to soothe women's insecurities, romantic, uh, physical, sexual, and otherwise, then a mom bod is not going to operate in the same way because at no point in our cultural history has a f- larger, fleshier woman, a woman with just a body that isn't like a super banging body, been seen as a way to soothe Any kind of male insecurity. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm just talking like cultural values here. Mm -hmm. And Lindy West, who has spoken openly for a long time about uh, being a fat woman, fat acceptance, uh, body image in general, had (laughs) a lot to say about this on Twitter. Not surprisingly. Yeah, uh,
3: she says that, you know, it's not that the dad bod isn't cool. All bods are cool. But can you imagine the abuse women would take if we declared mom bod the hot new bod? It wouldn't be a bunch of cute listicles is what I'm saying. Honestly, dad bod is pure male privilege. And actually, she says, we do have dialogue around mom bod.
2: It's called fixing your post baby body. And this is where we get into the... Mom shell trend, because of course with dad bod, everyone starts asking about, well, what's, what's mom bod? Where's the mom bod trend? When is that going to happen? Well, guess what? It did happen and it's called the mom shell. And it's what we talked about in our Mother's Day episodes on the celebrity baby bump watch and then the celebrity focused baby weight loss race. This whole idea of get your pre pregnancy body back as quickly as possible, which PS it doesn't really exist like your body is your body and you're not it never you never lost it it's it's just there and you well, had a child it's the idea of the milf
3: but the thing is the dad bod mainly applies to College guys who aren't actually literally fathers for the most part. I mean, plenty of of guys who are dads or or dad age have definitely appropriated it and been like, yes, this is me and I'm going to revel in my dad bod. But anytime you're talking about you're trying to equate a mom bod and a dad bod, the mom bod has earned her tiger stripes, as Mackenzie Pearson wrote in a follow up article, by having children.
2: Right. And 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 what McKinsey is talking about in terms of, you know, a woman who has had a child having stretch marks or perhaps scars from a cesarean section. Like, yeah, that is in a very real sense of the word, a mom bod. But culturally, the mom bods that are most praised, like the mom shells, are the celebrities who look like they never were pregnant. They're fitter than you and I will ever be. And you brought up such an important point about the fact that dad bod relates nothing whatsoever to having a child at some point. Whereas the mom bod as being something super sexy and desirable among (laughs) straight college dudes is never going to be a thing because of how much people really get panicky over the idea of sexualizing women once motherhood happens. I mean, we talked about this with uh, Demi Moore's Annie Leibovitz pregnancy photo where she's naked and she's holding her breasts. And it was very shocking to a lot of people because here is a woman who is full term pregnant and yet she's posing in a sexy way. And we don't know what to do with that. That's very much a conflict. And when it comes to Mrs. Robinson's and MILF's, they're desirable because they're hot despite being a mom. Yeah. Not because they're a mom. Not because they look like moms. Yeah. And
3: yeah, so there's never an equivalent. A dad bod belongs to a 20-year-old college guy, but a mom bod belongs to a 35-year-old woman who has had children. You're not going to say that a 20-year-old girl at college in a sorority has a mom bod
2: because likely she would be offended, honestly. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's like, listen, I wear mom jeans and I I like to cut off my mom jeans in the summertime. I can wear some mom jeans and I've got made fun of for wearing mom jeans by extension, like a mom bod, like I can get over people mocking my mom jeans, but my mom bod, that would be feel like a little bit more of a slight in a way. But that says so much, though. The very fact that that would be insulting says so much about how women's bodies are treated as they age Mm -hmm. and what we think of when we think of a mom bod. But at the same time, though, Caroline, what do we think about guys, grown men, not just college guys, but more so middle aged guys who are like legit dads with like (laughs) actual literal dad bodies who really have found some validation for their physique with this whole dad bod thing. The guys who have said, you know what? I have been. A little embarrassed about my spare tire, but this really gave me a boost that I need. And Because that was something that we heard from, for instance, from uh, listener, Gregory, who posted about this on our Facebook page, where he was saying, you know, like, I, I kind of like it in a way. I, I kind of like that this is, that this exists now.
3: Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, like you pointed out earlier with how great lady to lady body positivity is. I mean, I think any body positivity is great. Any support for anyone about their body is great. You know, love your body. Be happy in it. Um, but I mean, I think it's kind of always been OK for guys to be whatever shape. I mean, if we're talking pop culturally, it's always been OK for guys to look, however, except for. Uh, morbidly obese in pop culture. Um, and
2: that's something that hasn't been true for women. But playing devil's advocate for a moment, though, does that sentiment of, well, you know what? It's always been fine for you to have a body, you know, and you don't get it. Does that do a disservice, though, to men, like by turning them into a monolith, as we never appreciate as women, and saying, you guys, this is the way it is for you. Just accept the cultural value that's given to you. We're not going to acknowledge that you individually have body images on your own and that when you look in the mirror and that when you, you know, want to have sex with someone that certain feelings process through you in individual kinds of ways as well. Oh yeah.
3: I mean, I, I absolutely, I can totally see that. And I can totally see how reading a column by an attractive 19 year old girl telling you that you're desirable
2: could be a nice morale boost. So it seems like the problem isn't dad bod, the, the, the frustration rather is that male bodies just generally are consistently validated. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, they're kind of always being given, given the cookies and women are being told to run that cookie off, mm-hmm. but not too much. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're vain. Yeah. Otherwise you're too vain, but you can't, yeah, you can't be too, too thin to the point of skinny. But to not thin to the point of, to the point of thick, yeah. as, as Mackenzie Pearson would put it. Yeah. So interesting too. I want to hear from listeners about the curvy versus thick distinction. Yeah. Because that That's, said a lot to me too. That
3: said a lot to me also, um, because I feel like curvy is at least endowed, <laughs> um, with some positive connotations, you know? Like curvy can still be like, oh well, she's like a Marilyn Monroe. But thick almost carries with it like, and I'm not saying this. I'm not saying thick is bad, but I'm saying thick almost carries with it more negative connotations. And so there you have the writer of the dad bod column. Not even
2: she can't. She, there is no, there is no parallel. Oh, I. But when it comes to thick, though, I will say anecdotally, I completely disagree. When I hear thick, I hear uh, a big butt. And thick thighs, I think, of Beyoncé and Kim Kardashian Mm -hmm. and the entire, like, big butts episode that we did a while back. That's what I hear when I hear it. I just,
3: yeah, but I I can't, uh, yeah, and I don't disagree with you. Which is not a mom bod, though, in my mind. No, and I I mean, I don't disagree with you in terms of thinking of, like, Beyoncé, who has a great body, but I don't know that that's what Mackenzie Pearson meant. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, Mackenzie Pearson, if you're listening, just call us up at 555-DADBODS. Uh, <laughs> we'll be on the horn waiting to hear from you. But listeners, we really want to hear from you about this because we already have heard so many requests. So now we want to hear your thoughts and feedback and responses to the DADBOD. And owners of DADBODS, we also want to hear from you com is our email address you can also tweet us at momstuffpodcast and message us on facebook and we've got a couple of messages to share with you right now
4: gotta tell you about best fiends it's the game pretty much everybody's talking about morgan number two plays it sometimes before we start the show you know it really challenges your brain with the fun puzzles but it's also a very casual game so it won't stress you out which is perfect these days right what's great is you can use the game as a way to connect with your friends and your family all while social distancing the game is so much more than your average mobile puzzle game it's five star rated with over 100 million downloads thousands of fun levels and tons of characters to collect you know there are new in-game challenges and events every month so the game's always fresh you'll never be bored with it you can even play the game without using wi-fi so here we go you don't want to miss out on the game Join millions of Americans and a lot of us here on the show who are already playing this fun puzzle game. Download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play today. Just go over there, hit download Best Fiends for free, Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Check it out. I do think you'll like it. Friends without the R, Best Fiends.
1: This episode of Stuff I Never Told You is brought to you by Catan. This year is
0: the 25th anniversary of Catan. Get Catan at CatanShop.com slash mom. Listeners of the podcast get 10% off the original base game Catan by using the promo code MOM at checkout. Offer not good on other Catan titles or merchandise.
3: Okay, well, I have a letter here from Courtney. It's sort of a two-parter. It's half carpentry and half uh, women peeing. So let's just dive into this. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Um, all things minty. She says, first of all, I want to thank you for the podcast about carpentry. I've recently been looking into new education for new career options, as I feel like the education I have has not set me up for any careers that I'm really interested in. I'd never really considered carpentry until your podcast, but I enjoy making things and am now seriously looking into it. I just ordered Hammerhead by Nina McLaughlin, and it should be on the way to my house soon. I can't wait to read more of her story. I also looked up college carpentry programs in my area, and there's an interesting program starting at a local college in Waterloo, Ontario, for women only. It's government-funded, so it's free to eligible women, those who are either unemployed or underemployed. Seems like it could potentially be a great way to get more women in the field. I also wanted to comment on the letter you read recently in response to your hunting episode where the writer talked about female urination devices. I think that you should definitely do a podcast, YouTube video, or something on the subject. The writer mentioned the cold, but for me, the issue was always privacy. I did field work for a few seasons, and we were often without porta-potties and working in an open farm field. The guys would just walk a few feet to the side and turn their backs, but for girls, it was a lot harder to find the privacy we needed. We would usually find a bathroom in town during lunch, but sometimes you need to pee more often. It was a constant conversation topic among the women and almost always on our minds. Is ordering this large coffee going to be worth needing to take a 20-minute walk to the closest tree or bush? And it's probably a bit of health and safety issue on a hot day when we shouldn't be limiting water intake to avoid having to pee too often. Female urination devices, or FUDs, were occasionally mentioned in jokes as kind of a weird, ridiculous thing anyone should be embarrassed to even consider using. But if they can solve something that is more than a minor inconvenience and often a very real problem for women, maybe we should learn to love and embrace the FUD. And I say, Courtney, yeah, we absolutely should embrace the FUD. And uh, we we talked a little bit about it in our potty politics episode a while back. We did mention things like the p mate when you go to music festivals and you have to go into a disgusting porta potty, or or like in your case, there's just kind of nowhere to go, and you don't want to pop a squat and expose yourself to the elements slash your coworkers. Uh, so so maybe maybe it's time to to focus more on it,
2: listeners. Let us know. Should we do a fud? episode and if you um, have FUD stories to share with us so we can read, uh, please send them our way, momstuffathowstuffworks.com. I've got a letter here from Evelyn, subject line, from a first-time trimester first-timer, and this is relevant to our dad bod conversation. So she says, I wanted to write in with some thoughts on how it feels to be pregnant and to think about the pregnant body in pop- popular culture. First of all, the first trimester is probably the least mediatized trimester. First, because it's the time when a woman is least visibly pregnant. And second, because most women are advised to keep the pregnancy secret until the second trimester. This is because the incidence of miscarriage is much higher in the first trimester, and most people don't want to publicize that. In other words, I am part of the least represented group of pregnant women in the media. While women with baby bumps get unwanted attention from strangers on the street, I probably only seem like a bloated, pimply, really tired-looking woman commuting on public transportation every day. I blend in or maybe even become a little more visible as I gain baby weight without a visible baby. Logically, I know that I'm gaining the right amount of weight and that a lot of it is my body building up stores of liquids and fats for the rest of my pregnancy. However, it's hard not to just feel like I'm being judged unfairly for my extra girth and physical weakness. I can't tell work friends the real reason why I'm missing out on certain outings, that I'm plain exhausted and I don't think I can stomach the food, so I have to tell them I have some other commitment or illness. I can't very well take up a pregnant woman's seat on the bus without people thinking I'm rude. And finally, I have the uncomfortable suspicion that all of my acquaintances secretly think I'm suddenly getting fat for no reason and are judging me for it. As a person who's never been the object of fat shaming, I'm becoming acutely aware of it. So actually, I'm looking at the second trimester with a certain amount of hope. Because there is a real media presence of women with baby bumps, I feel like I'll have more of an instant identity when I'm walking around in public. I might actually get offered a seat on a crowded bus. I won't need to spend mental energy making up lies to get out of drinking or tiring activities. I have a ready-made excuse if I don't look put together, energetic, and fit. In conclusion, I feel like the difficulties of the first trimester, morning sickness, exhaustion, food aversions, bloating, anxiety, and adjusting to a pregnant body are really avoided in the media. Morning sickness might get some airplay, but it's hardly glamorous. Whereas there seems to be a trend of aestheticizing the baby bump that I look forward to, rightly or wrongly. I don't know yet. Well, Evelyn, thanks so much for sharing your experiences and good luck with the rest of your pregnancy. And we want to hear from you as well, listeners. MomStuff at HowStuffWorks.com is our email address. And for links to all of our social media, as well as all of our blogs, videos, and podcasts, including this one, so you can read all of our dad bod sources, head on over to Stuff Mom Never Told You, Dot
1: com.
2: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.
0: In this time of pandemic and revolution, do you find yourself frustrated at high levels of corruption and inequality, at our inability to get basic things done, at the persistence of systemic racism? You're not alone. I'm Baratunde Thurston, author, activist, and comedian. Our democratic experiment is at a tipping point, but which way we tip is up to us. Listen to How to Citizen with Baratunde on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Dear Young Rockers, season two is a raw, honest, strange, and entertaining story about finding yourself in your early 20s. And a lifelong relationship with music. It's hosted by me, Chelsea Erson, and is executive produced by Jake Brennan of Disgraceland. Dear Young Rocker comes to you from Double Elvis Productions and iHeartRadio.
3: Listen to Dear Young Rocker on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.